0: What up? Streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. It's your host Addison, man. Welcome to another edition of From the Jump, episode 55. Man, we are 55 episodes in. Man, thank you to everybody that's been tapped in, man. To your boy, man. I wanna say thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. You know we don't do this for nothing else, but other than the love of the game. But you know, we got an action-packed show today. You know, we got a lot to get into. You know, breaking news as we speak, this just came across the sports wire. Denver Broncos wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders has torn his Achilles and is expected to be out the rest of the 2018 season. This is Emmanuel Sanders, one-time Super Bowl champion, Emmanuel Sanders, for the Denver Broncos, who has torn his Achilles injury. Now, but starting off today's show, Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer has announced that he will be retiring from coaching after the January 1st Rose Bowl. Now, it is said that Ryan Day will replace him as the Ohio State head coach, which is the offensive coordinator now. But I believe that Urban Meyer at this point deciding to retire is all about his health. I mean, if you've seen him on the sideline this year, he's been visibly tired. He's been visibly been in pain. And if you've seen just the the look on his face at the times when they've turned the football over or even when they win the game, He just looks like he just barely made it through the game. Like, he almost was a stroke away from getting up out of here. So, again, I think this is the best thing for Urban Meyer because, again, he's admitted throughout the years that he has, you know, been having problems with his brain, which has been causing him, you know, issues. Again, that was the reason why he retired in the first place about the headaches, and they were telling him, you know, that coaching wouldn't be the best thing. But I think... Him deciding to go to Ohio State for these past seven years it was more about his legacy. I think this was, you know, was it. I mean, he went 82-9 and nine in his seven years at Ohio State. And then he went 54-4 and four in the Big Ten. And he also had three national championships on his resume. One at Ohio State and two at Florida. That ultimately puts him in that upper echelon top coaches of all time. Not only to mention that, like I said, being that he won at two different schools. And again, when he took over Ohio State, they were dealing with sanctions. So that first year when they went undefeated, they couldn't go ultimately to a bowl game because they had sanctions from Jim Trestle and those Buckeyes. When Urban Meyer took over this program, there was a dark cloud over it. And again, he kinda he kinda went through the fire this year with the whole Zach Smith situation. But I think, you know, we kinda looked to and we kinda turned our eye to it because at the end of the day, we're gonna say, well, he wasn't the only one solely responsible for this situation. There were other guys and there were other parties involved. And I was one of the ones that was hard on him. But again, you gotta recognize and you gotta understand that at the end of the day. As the head football coach This cannot transpire That was my only issue With the whole situation Was that you can't keep This guy on your staff You know And he's out here Beating his wife And coming to practice And telling young men That they should do A, B, C, and D That's hypocrisy And and you kind of Knowing about it Whether or not You knew to the full extent As of what was going on Inside the household You had some whereabouts as to what was going on with Zach and Shelly Smith, but again, I, I like I said, I think when it comes to his legacy, I don't think that will affect it at all because again, we you know we have known Urban Meyer to this point, you know for a long time, and it wasn't like this was a situation that you know had he been having multiple situations where he was dishonest and this truthful. I just think the situation kind of came to a head. He kind of had to say some things and then had to retract them by saying, I didn't mean to say, so on and so forth. So, But I think Urban Meyer will go out on top. I think they will win against Washington. They'll, they'll smack Washington. I personally feel like the college football committee should have put Ohio State versus Georgia. Okay, if they didn't make the college four, the next two best teams, that's the next game. So the Rose Bowl and California should have very well been Georgia versus Ohio State. I think Urban Meyer, like I said, when it's all said and done, will go down. as one of the greatest coaches in this modern era. The Green Bay Packers have decided to fire Mike McCarthy after leading the team to a 4-7-1 record this season and also pretty much losing to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Now, most people have been speculating that there's been tension between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, and that's the reason in which Mike McCarthy has been fired. Now, take a listen to what Aaron Rodgers had to say in his reasoning. It'll happen down the line, and right now I'm just focused on uh, these next four games and, and the direction we're going with Joe. Um, you know I'm a, obviously an older player in the league I still have a number of years on my contract would love to still play to 40 and uh, you know would you know I think there's there's the uh, an interest on who the next guy would be. Now, now now, now, now. I'm I'm I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I think this was just the best move for the Green Bay Packers at this point. I, I think at some point you had to move on. I think Mike McCarthy, I mean, again, his, his coaching record was 125 and 77. To the playoff nine times, he won Super Bowl 45. So again, he has accolades, he has won a team through the super bowl, so he will be one of the Packer legends up there, along with the great Vince Lombardi and all the rest of the coaches. For the green bay packers but at some point you know you get the same voice gets over and over it gets repetitive and i think at this point for the green bay packers that was the best move they had to get rid of mike mccarthy aaron Rodgers can say what he wants to about him and mccarthy's relationship but when you're the offensive coordinator you're calling the plays and you're being the head coach it's hard to do both and make the quarterback happy you just can't do all three of them there's just no way but i mean if we're being honest about the green bay packers they just have not gotten better Yes, they won that Super Bowl back in 2010 where Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. But since that point, they have not been back since. They have not been back to the Super Bowl since. Yes, Aaron Rodgers has won the MVP in the league, but they have not been back to the Super Bowl since. They have gotten close a couple years back. They played the Falcons, and of course, they know they got smoked. And then, of course, they played the Seahawks, of course, the game in which they lost in overtime. But outside of that, they have not been back. So it's been a 10-year span in which we have not reached the Super Bowl. And you have one of the best players in football, one of the greatest quarterbacks in football, Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't help that the Packers have not done anything to help Aaron Rodgers and or to better that Green Bay Packers team. We've been saying how bad that defense is for years. We've been saying that they need a running back for years. Ty Montgomery was a wide receiver that they pulled out of the slot and threw him in the backfield because they wouldn't go get a running back. Somehow Eddie Lacy just flamed out. Like We don't know what happened with that. I guess he may have just came too much. I don't know. But they refused to go out there and get a running back. And oh, by the way, they refused to go out there and get Aaron Rodgers' elite receivers. Devontae Adams is a good receiver. Randall Cobb is a good receiver. But at the end of the day, as the head coach, you're responsible for certain things. And in this case, he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And it's time for the Packers to get a new coach. We could say what we want to about the Green Bay Packers, but it's very clear. And one thing was made abundantly clear this past offseason that Aaron Rodgers is the priority. You see what the Patriots are doing with Tom Brady? The, the Green Bay Packers will be doing the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers, they had to make this move with Mike McCarthy. Because you can say what you want to. But the whole goal is keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Plain and simple. Coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Kevin Durant's comments about LeBron James and why I totally agree with what he had to say. And on today's edition of The Rapper, we'll talk about this bizarre Markel Fultz story. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. always going to be a maker and I think a company is the coolest thing you can build. I'm Adam and I make robots. You never know when inspiration is going to strike so I take my Surface Pro everywhere. Part of an entrepreneur's job is to get stuff done. You know I like to do like four things at once. The new Surface Pro can handle all of my programs. I can paint, I can mold, I can code. I have it on all the time. It's fantastic. We get to build toys for kids and change the world. It's a big deal. The Los Angeles Sparks, WNBA Los Angeles Sparks have decided to hire Derek Fisher. Oh, wow. This is a shock. I just got this from E as we speak. Shout out. Appreciate it, E. Uh, the Los Angeles Sparks have decided to hire Derek Fisher. Uh, we'll be introduced. Okay. Well, hey, well, this is what's up. I mean, Derek Fisher, of course, his record, coaching record is 40 and 96 all time. I mean, again, he did take over the New York Knicks. And that wasn't his fault. Let's say we want. To. You know that was Phil Jackson's fault. And the Knicks were horrible. And, and, and the upper management. We don't even want to get into the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony and how bad they were. But that wasn't really Derek Fisher's fault, so I want to see him switching over to the WNBA if that'll make any change. But again, the LA Sparks have hired Derek Fisher as their head coach. Kevin Durant speaking to Bleacher Report talks about how the Los Angeles Lakers will have a hard time landing free agents coming to play with LeBron James. Now, in a recent interview with Bleacher Report, Kevin Durant talked about pretty much guys not necessarily wanting to go play with LeBron. And he pretty much says it depends on what kind of player you are. A guy like Kyle Corver, it makes sense. When Kyle Corver was in Atlanta, he was a bulk of the offense. And he wasn't the number one option. So his talents benefited from the guys who can pass and penetrate and get him open. Now, the Lakers have been, of course, linked to guys such as Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, and most notably Kevin Durant, thinking that they were going to somehow, someway pair LeBron and Kevin Durant on one team, which we all knew that was BS. But again, it it made for good barbershop talk, if you will. I'm sure it looks good on 2K, which, by the way, I'm getting that PlayStation 4 this month. I'm getting that PlayStation 4 this month, and I'm running all phase, so I'm just letting y'all know that right now. From the jump, we'll be on the sticks, and we taking all phase on 2K, Madden, I'm probably gonna get on that Fortnite, I'm getting on all the games. So y'all, like I said, y'all hit me up on my socials, y'all let me know what games I should definitely cop for the PS4. But again, but getting back to this, you know, this Kevin Durant situation, he, he's absolutely right, again, a guy like Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler, I knew those guys didn't want to go play for LA. You mean to tell me if you are Kawhi Leonard right now, the Toronto Raptors are the best team in the East. I thought it was the Boston Celtics, but I feel like they're going to have to make a trade. We all know they're probably going to have to gut that team. They got too many pieces. Yeah, we thought on paper it looked good, but on the court it don't look good at all. So somebody and something is going to have to give for the Boston Celtics. And I think Danny Ainge and I think the Celtics will get it right. Trust me. I, I believe in the Ainge and I believe in the Celtics will get it right. But I never saw LeBron pairing up with a Kawhi Leonard. You mean to tell me that they were rivals, they battled in the NBA Finals, and now I want to join teams with you? That was the very thing y'all killed Kevin Durant for. So for Kawhi Leonard to do it would be hypocrisy. And for Jimmy Butler, he told you exactly at the end of the day, he may not necessarily have wanted to be in Minnesota. He's in a good situation with the Sixers because he's on a good team in which every year they can have a say-so in the East. He feels like right now that the Sixers are better than the Celtics. If I'm Jimmy Butler and I'm Kawhi Leonard, why would I want to go play in L.A.? Kevin Durant's right, and if I'm Kevin Durant, of course I'm not going anywhere else. But why would I even entertain the thought of even going? Down? I mean, that didn't even that that sounded silly. Like y'all even y'all really thought the NBA was going to allow Kevin Durant and LeBron to go on one team? You got to be out of your mind. Kevin Durant isn't wrong in what he's saying. You have seen it. The guys that LeBron has played with, he ran them off. D-Wade didn't really want to be there no more We saw Isaiah Thomas wanted out Isaiah Thomas told you I like Bron but I don't like playing with him Because he demands so much of the basketball LeBron isn't the guy that really is Making other guys better around you He has not and if he has who Tell me who he he made better He didn't make Kevin Love better Chris Bosh had to ultimately get better D-Wade was already good Kyrie was already a scorer We were saying for years he should have got Kevin Love better that was the key It wasn't him and Kareem. They knew they could get their shot whenever they wanted to. It was Kevin Love. So what I'm saying is when people talk about LeBron James and all these free agents, and Lakers got all this cap room, I don't think the Lakers are going to get a whole lot of free agents that are going to come through. They'll probably get a star. They'll maybe get a John Wall. They may get a Damian Lillard. Or they very well may get Anthony Davis. But even at that, is that still better than the Golden State Warriors right now, you're asking yourself? And you can sit here and say, yep. But you know that ain't better than Golden State right now because at the end of the day, we've seen, such as the Celtics, we've seen a lot of good teams on paper. A lot of good teams. We thought Oklahoma City on paper. Y'all thought Carmelo Anthony with Houston on paper. So what I'm saying is we've seen a lot of teams, these super teams guys trying to link up. We've seen it already. We've seen the, the, the vast majority. We're seeing Paul George try to figure out, but we know they ain't winning nothing in Oklahoma City. They ain't going to win some games in the regular season. He's going to average his little 23 points. And everybody going to root for Paul George, but come on. We know they're they not winning nothing in the West. They're not better than Golden State. And, and if I had to bet my dollar on it I, in a seven-game series, I think the Lakers would probably take them seven and beat them right now with that roster that they got with Russell and Paul George. Because we know at the end of the game what Russell's going to do. <laughs> we know what he's going to do. We know Paul George going to stand on the wing. And play Mr. Cool and with the PS4 shoes on. We know what's going to happen with Paul George. So all I'm saying is at the end of the day with the Los Angeles Lakers, look, Kevin Durant is absolutely right. I don't think LeBron James is going to have a list of guys that are going to just want to go play with him. I think he'll have like second tier, maybe third tier guys that they may fill out the roster and that they may trade somebody for. But otherwise, I do not feel like a Kawhi Leonard or I don't feel like a Jimmy Butler at this point is going to come. And at this and at this given moment, if those two guys ain't coming and if you can't get Anthony Davis, who is the next best guy? Who's that? That's Pineapple Pirate. He's one of the mascots, friends. No, he's that guy. Now, today's edition of the wrap up, Markel Fultz is set to go under another surgery as he tries to figure out what the hell is going on with the jump shot and what's really going on with him but now let's 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 try to get back before i bring it to the present now if we let's go back to the 2017 nba draft with the first pick in the 2017 nba draft the philadelphia 76ers select markel fultz from the university of washington now, a lot of us that watched that draft all thought that Lonzo Ball and or Jason Tatum and or maybe even Josh Jackson, for that matter, should have been the number one pick. Hell, you could even win De'Aaron Fox. And we wouldn't even have been mad at you, Philly. But the Philadelphia 76ers divided, decided to draft Markel Fultz. And it was funny because the Lakers and the Celtics really put all the pressure on the Sixers. Because whoever the Lakers, whoever the Celtics, I'm sorry. Whoever the Sixers didn't pick, ultimately, it was who the Lakers and the Celtics were not going to pick either. So, out of folks, Lonzo, and Tatum, who was the Sixers going to pick? Now, given the fact that they already had Ben Simmons, that x out Lonzo Ball from the Sixers. And also, too, they had already had Robert Covington. But I don't believe that they were sold on Jason Tatum. Now, Markel Fultz had, a, had an okay season at, at Washington. I, I seen the highlights. I, I didn't watch him play, but I seen the highlights and he was okay. But do you mean to tell me? And if we could really look back, we could look back a year from all the guys that were drafted in the top 10. I believe that Dennis Smith Jr. Was better than, is better than Markel Fultz. I believe Frank Neil Aquila is better than Markel Fultz. I believe De'Aaron Fox is better than Markel Fultz. Uh, Josh Jackson is debatable. Jason Tatum is better. Lonzo Ball is better. Josh Hart, I feel like, was, was a guy that was a second-rounder that's better than Markel Fultz. Dwayne Bacon, another guy, was better than Markel Fultz. So again, when we looked at this 2017 draft, this is going to be one of them drafts we look back, and, and yes, Markel Fultz is a bust. He's a bust. You mean to tell me that he he did all this stuff at Washington, somehow, way he gets in the league and he cannot shoot the basketball. And now he has like a nerve, they're saying he has a nerve damage between the neck and his like arms. So as a result, he can't shoot the basketball. Well, if he can't shoot the basketball, he shouldn't be on the court. It's plain and simple. And the Sixers are in a tough situation because they don't want to hurt the kid's feelings. It's one thing if you really suck and he can't shoot the basketball, but when he can't shoot free throws, he can't shoot from the perimeter. It's like, okay, well, let me save you from you, kid. we're going to just have to let you go. At this point, they got Jimmy Butler, which kind of ex- already accelerated that, if you will. They've already found the replacement. At this point, it's got you got to let Markel Fultz go. He'll have to figure out what he got to figure out on his own because it's a situation where, okay, it's always going to be well, what is Markel Fultz. We knew from day one that they should never pick them, but they got stuck. And that was a Brian Colangelo, Philadelphia. I don't know what they were. I don't know that was not a Brett Brown pick. I'll tell you that. So, again, the situation with the Sixers. It isn't a tough situation. It isn't a tough situation. He's already missed 68 games out of the 82-game season. And then he didn't even play in the playoffs last year. So essentially, he didn't, virtually didn't really play at all last season. And he tried to play in spots and moments this year, but it just looked bad. And as I said earlier, if he cannot shoot the basketball, he doesn't need to be on the court. It's not like he can play defense. But can he rebound? Because if you can't shoot, how are you going to rebound? Because your arms got to go above your head to get the rebound. So again, what can he really do on the basketball court? <laughs> you fall follow the Anthony Bennett's, Greg Odens, you go on that list. <laughs> it's the inevitable. It's the truth. We've talked about a lot today. Follow your boy on all that social media at From the Jumpman. I follow everybody back. But until next time, and it's your boy, we out.